Doctors of Reddit, what is your most oh my god what is that moment while treating a patient? I interned in a city that gets very cold in the winter. Homeless people who were having a tough time surviving outdoors would come to the ED to get admitted, even if just overnight, they'd get a warm bed, a few hot meals and a clean up. This one fellow was in really rough shape, couldn't walk. The poor nurses did most of the clean up, delousing, sponge bath, dressing the open sores. My job was to do the physical exam including the mandatory rectal. Literally had to lift that scrawny flap of a butt cheek and pick the encrusted dirt fesses matted hair away from the rectum to expose the anus. Thankfully I only had to turn 180 degrees to reach the sink that I dry heaved into. But before this fellow can be discharged he needs a podiatry consult. His black gnarled feet have thick yellow big toenails that have grown in a circle and are now piercing the bottom of the toe. The reason he can't walk podiatrist Inton comes in, starts a foot soak and proceeds to tackle those nails with something that can only be described as modified tin snips. Now you know how some people have that habit of opening their mouth when concentrating really hard, yup, he clipped that nasty nail and it flipped right into his mouth. We shared the sink. Nailed it. OBGYN rotations. I was delivering my first baby. It was an older lady from the rural side of town. When I asked her to push as the baby had fully crowned, a wad of worms exited her anus. I'm talking at least 60 live worms. I gagged so hard, but managed to keep a straight face throughout and deliver the baby. I realized then and there that OBGYN was not for me. This was in rural Alabama. This middle-aged married couple had presented to the air after they had been drinking for almost the entirety of the evening and got into a heated argument. Things got heated and the woman eventually fell off the porch of their trailer into the shrubs a few feet below. The husband in his drunken state suddenly dropped the argument and came to his wife's aid. She didn't suffer anything too too serious just a couple of scratches here and there. Except for what the man said looked like a piece of glass or pipe or something that became lodged in the woman's arm when she hit the ground. He decided to not come to the hospital because he could remove this object himself. He got his largest pair of pliers and gripped onto this glass pipe looking thing lodged in his helpless wife's arm. He clamped down and pulled and pulled, cranked and cranked, trying to remove this object and it wouldn't budge. After his masculinity defeated and the alcohol wearing off on both of them they decided it's sensible to finally come to the air. Upon arriving to the air the doctor immediately realized this poor woman had a compound fracture of her humerus. And this pipe or piece of glass thing was a bone sticking through her skin that her husband was trying to pry out with a pair of pliers. True story. This is the story that made me audibly gasp and cover my mouth. And I have read most of them. I am a surgery resident. I once helped operate on a man whose face was chewed off by a bear. I had to find little scraps of skin at the edges of the hole in the middle of his face and try to decide where they went to try and make the damage smaller. I also saw a patient come to the emergency department with a barbie in their rectum. He apparently puts the arms up and legs down like a diving position, rubber bands the arms together, then places it in his rectum for a time. When he wants it out, he takes laxatives. Only this time it got stuck. The kicker. When we removed it, he asked for it back. 1. Maggots on a gangrenous foot. Both times I almost lost my lunch. The worst part was that the second time, I knew exactly what that the faint crunching meant. But I still had to remove the sock shoes. 2. 
telling a highly addicted PT that I wouldn't be giving him the narcotic RX he wanted after he had run out of his prescribed meds early because he took too many. This was actually the only time I have ever said frick to a patient. Me. I'm not giving you an RX. I also spoke with your pain management doctor and he does not want me to fill anything for you since you made the choice to take too many of your medicines. Patient. Starts flapping arms and legs in bed. Me. What are you doing? Patient. I'm having a seizure. Me. That's not a seizure. That's a tantrum. Patient. Gets completely still. Looks me straight in the eye. And shoots his pants. Me. Actually shocked what the frick did you do that for? Patient. Because you're not giving me the medicine I need. Now you have to tell the nurse to come clean me up. Me. Yeah. Nope. I will have the nurse bring you a clean gown and a towel. Bathroom's right next door. This was in med school. Dermatology rotation. I got to see my own patient. So I asked what the problem was. He told me he thought his genital warts were back. I asked why. He didn't say a word but turned around. Dropped his pants. Spread his butt cheeks and show me a cluster of genital warts around his anus at least 10 centimeters in diameter. Even when he stood up straight it was just sticking out of his buttocks. I put up my most professional voice to say HMMHMM. Yes, I think you're right. The man thought this was hilarious. I'm not sure if I've not seen more surprising things after this, or have just gotten used to them. If you're still in dermatology, I'd imagine you'd get to see all kinds of amazingly horrible things. Skin has so many ways to go wrong. A nurse here. We brought a code trauma off the helicopter. A lady who was passenger in a really bad wreck. Her husband was driving and was dead at the scene. Once we got her stable, the or staff came to take her to surgery. I gathered up the clothes we had cut off of her and grabbed her purse that EMTs had removed from the car. There was a lot of blood on it, so I thought I should just grab her wallet instead. I reached in and grabbed what I thought was her wallet. Pulled it out. It had hair. It was a chunk of her husband's scalp. Story from one of my friends who worked as a paramedic in Hamburg for some time. Mind you this is disgusting. They were called to an unconscious person, drug addict, who was slumped down on a park bench close to the train station were back in the days the most drug addicts would hang around. They approached the guy and tried to wake him up checked his vital signs etc. Then put him on the ground. He had no shoes on but only wrapped up his legs in plastic bags. If you ever been around hardcore drug addicts you know most of them don't smell too good. After a while they just give up on personal hygiene which incidental is actually more dangerous than the drug itself since they tend to not treat their scabs etc. This guy reeked a high heaven and once they proceeded to check his plastic bag shoes they saw why. His legs up to his knees were completely black and full of maggots. He had an infection in both legs due to shooting up H and never treated them. Very much like the picture of the homeless guy which is circulating the net. Not going to post that here. My friend said that once they lifted the plastic bags up a little which were melted into his decaying flesh little mountains of maggots would fill around his feet. Hands down one of the most disgusting things he has seen. I feel like I need a hug after reading this. Holy mother of frick. Doctor here. When I was working in the air one evening I had my worst experience so far. I was called to a one of the examination rooms that are designated for infectious patients. This is already a bad sign as it usually involves some sort of abscess that needs to be drained. However, this time it was far worse. 
I was told by the nurse that it involved a man who had bilateral venous ulcers on his legs and that they were now infected. I looked through his journal and saw that he last saw a doctor about 10 months earlier and no note of any checkups after. Not by a nurse or a GP. Therefore I asked my nurse when someone last took a look at his legs. Not since his last journal entry. Then I asked when was the last time he changed his dressings on the legs. He hasn't. Some background info on the patient. Old man who lived by himself in his trailer that was parked in the middle of the forest. He had no running water. He was a bit of a drinker and a general I don't give a frick. Mentality. Awesome. Suited up and went into the room. The room smelled like an odd combination of stale beer, mold and disease. Certain infections smell different and this one was very pugent, almost sulfuric. I introduced myself to the patient who didn't understand what the frick he was doing there. All he wanted was some antibiotics for a flu and then he was sent here. Why the frick do you want to look at my legs for? They were already taken care of last year. Hum, great. So we started unfolding the dressing. They were crusty and crackled as we unwrapped the first leg. As we got deeper it changed color to some sickly yellow and the stench became worse and worse. One of my nurses left the room to throw up. Then I saw it. Very small but inside a fold there was a little maggot who squirmed. Frick. When we finally got to the wound, we saw all the little maggots feasting on this man. There must have been 50 of them. The stench was absurd. I was focusing a lot to breathe through my mouth but then it felt like I could taste which made it even worse. My nurse came back and promptly went out again. I unwrapped his other leg and same story there but the infection was much deeper and I could see a few tendons on the base of the ulcer. Absolutely delicious. We had to clean off the maggots and placed them in a bowl but they were squirming and went on the floor and crawled all over the place. I had to watch my feet so I didn't step on them. After that we took the patient to hose him down to at least try to get rid of some of the smell. Then booked to the offered a bridement and a fresh vacuum dressing. Discharged a few days later with strict instructions and booked him in to return for a dressings and checkups. Then we never heard from him again. There used to be a well-known patient that would present to the emergency department with frequent urinary tract infections. Now, urinary tract infections are much less common in men than in women and don't occur sporadically that often. This gentleman was a male stripper, and his party trick would be what he called a ruby shower. In essence he would empty his bladder, and replace its contents via a catheter with red wine. He would then empty his bladder during his performances. Unfortunately, fate caught up with him. One infection became too severe and he did not survive. This is the second post mentioning the ruby shower. I had no idea this existed. Removed a shoe from a PT with a severe diabetic foot. Two cockroaches crawled out of it. Paramedic here while working in the O one night we had a guy come in complaining of groin pain. So we bring him back and it turns out he has a master lock. The kind with the spinning dial that you use to secure your locker at school. Locked around his pens. Essentially blood could flow in but could not flow back out so this thing was hugely swollen. He had panics after he realized he could not remember the code. Dealing with a real genius here. And he took a screwdriver to the dial and snapped it off. So we consulted with urology and the urologist wanted to take him to surgery. Cut his wing lengthwise. Slide the top out then the bottom. And then suture it back. Needless to say the patient wasn't thrilled with option A. So option B was for this big ass nurse we'll call him Tom to go in with bolt cutters and cut it off. Option B selected. Curtain closes Tom gives a 1, 2, 3, a loud scream at 3 a pop noise. 
Tom exits with a broken lock and the man was sent to the floor to recover. That's just one of so so many but I always tell that one. Saw smelled what turned out to be an infected Bartholin's gland. Gland which secretes vaginal lubrication. I've witnessed childbirths, trauma surgery, and worked as a nurse's aide for years before medical school and this was the only time I've almost puked in a patient's room. The smell was the most terrible thing I will probably ever be exposed to. The poor patient. If I came to the doctor with something and they vomited I'd be so humiliated. Imaging tech here. So I basically look at black and white images of people's innards. Once I had a guy, and it looked like his abdomen was filled with fluid, but it looked very odd. Then I realized the fluid was moving. The guy had the biggest aortic aneurysm I've ever seen. So big I couldn't measure it on my machine. He got sent off to the hospital. I was in outpatient services that day, and I don't know what happened to him. I also had a woman with so many holes in her heart, in the muscle between the heart chambers, that it was like Swiss cheese. Another time I was in a prison scanning a con. He'd been shot and all of his abdominal muscles were removed. He wore a velcro girdle to keep his stomach in place. I put my scanner down on his abdomen. And I had to figure out what organs he was missing because he had some removed from after being shot, but he had no clue. I think he was missing a kidney, the gallbladder, part of the liver and like half of his pancreas. Toka not a doctor but I am a nurse and I have a story. I was working in the emergency department one afternoon and we had an elderly lady just calling out help me, help me repeatedly all afternoon. She was bought in by her nursing home for agitation which is normally code for they can't handle them anymore. So the PT was placed with a carer assistant to try and calm her down and make sure she didn't wander around the ward. The carer was helping to feed the PT and I walked past when suddenly the lady just breathed her liquid died in and collapsed backwards. I of course instantly pushed the med emergency button and everyone comes running from all over. We assess her airway and it's deemed clear but not self-supporting. No food in there which was strange. She wasn't breathing and no heartbeat was present so one of the male nurses starts compressing on her chest while another nurse tries to insert an airway. As he compressed on her chest a literal fountain of murky green goo spurted from her mouth. All over the walls, ceiling, medical staff, literally everywhere. And of course we are all like what the heck is this crap and the poor male nurse had to keep compressing the chest while the other nurse kept trying to suction the patient's airway to clear it enough to insert an airway. After 5 or 6 minutes the nurse finally gets the airway in after suctioning over 6L of this goo. And after some defib the doctor declared the patient dead. The bay and the surrounding say 5 or 6 meters was just drenched in this slimy murky brown green mess. It was absolutely breathtakingly disgusting. Eventually we found out the poor old lady had a massive bowel obstruction, had a cardiac arrest while eating and the goo was days and days of liquid fecal matter. Safe to say I scrubbed myself raw in the shower that night. On my first weeks in trauma, fourth year of med school, we had an 11 year old girl come in, who was literally dumped out of a car in front of a hospital, with one side of her body completely mutilated. What remained her of limbs just hanging like huge chunks of meat and the rest of her body was burned all over. And there was so much blood. Maybe it's because I panicked a little. But I don't think I've ever seen so much blood in my life. We later found out someone in her family, father or cousin, not sure, was a known criminal who had just got out of jail time for blowing up ATMs with homemade explosives. They claimed she found a stash they had hidden. 
but we really believe she was helping them pack it. Either way, it was the ugliest saddest thing I've ever seen. As an imaging tech, we once had a patient who was close to 400 pounds, who was fairly well bedbound. To assist with hygiene the patient had a rectal tube that drained their fesses away, but this had fallen out probably Saturday earlier. As a result there was a pool of horrible substances trapped beneath her brewing. This was discovered when we rolled her to position her fors rays. The smell cleared the room and lingered there for hours, while people went and showered and changed their clothes from the pervasive creeping miasma that was THR worst thing I have ever smelt in 15 years working in hospitals. My mum is a nurse and has seen some pretty messed up things. The one story that sticks in my mind involved an elderly man who came into the hospital three times a week to have a growth on his face washed and redressed. The growth had slowly taken over the left hand side of his face, so much so that his left eye, his only working eye, had closed over. He was effectively blind. This meant that his wife, whom he had been looking after for years due to her frailty, was now tasked with looking after him instead. Furthermore, this bloke was old enough that the hospital didn't want to operate on him, so the hospital visits stopped. He could no longer get there, so instead a nurse would visit him three times a week. Now this growth was unsightly, wept constantly, and smelled bad, really bad. The whole house stank of it. The nurses said it smelled like death and thought he was going to die any day. During one of these visits by my mum, she was cleaning his face over the sink, and noticed a flap of loose skin. She went to clean it with the sponge and, squatch, the growth fell off into the sink, and it was crawling with maggots. The sink was now filled with dead flesh and maggots, and the smell, oh goodness, the smell. Turns out a fly had laid some eggs on it at some point, and they'd hatched and started eating all the dead flesh and the growth until it fell off. And the man? He was fine, there was new, pink skin where the growth had been, and he could see again out of his left eye. Gave him a new lease on life. Heartwarming story, yes. Most disgusting my mum has ever told me heck yes. Makes me wonder why nobody suggested admitting him for a couple days to debride with sanitary maggots. It is a very well known and common technique, with many medical benefits coming directly from the pain killing and growth promoting qualities of maggot saliva. I was working as a scribe when we went to see an 8 year old girl that had a fever. Nothing too remarkable until we started the physical exam. We examined her head. Normal. We examined her upper extremities. Normal. Then we pulled up the blanket to examine the lower extremities. Her feet were the size of an infant's. You should have seen the look on the doctor's face as he was trying to figure out how the girl's feet got so small. The mother looked up at the doctor, saw the look of confusion on his face, and said, those aren't her feet, she pulled up the blankets a little further, revealing a pair of perfectly healthy feet, nestled next to the feet of a doll that she put under the blanket, we saw the doll's feet and thought they were the girls. Surgical registrar here, I was working in a smallish hospital in a rural town in Australia, we were asked by the medical team to see a patient that had been admitted under their care by the emergency department overnight, happens quite often in that hospital with a CT demonstrating a very distended bladder. They apparently had trouble with a catheter so they called me to have a look. With much hesitation I went up to see her on the ward. So I managed to put the catheter in with a lot of trouble. This lady was fecally incontinent. A little bit of urine drains out and I just keep thinking. Something's not right. 
I go back and look at the CT scan and the IDC placed in the emergency department looks like it's appropriately positioned, subsequently pulled out, behind it, was one big sucker of a uterus, absolutely full of what appeared to be a fluid density, the report read, along these lines, I crap you not, as follows, a conclusion, there is a very distended bladder, the catheter balloon is situated in the prostatic urethra, moderate to severe hydronephrosis is noted, Long story short, I speak to the consultant, we get her to theater, with great difficulty we manage to dissect our way around this huge uterus and we call the ONG guys to come and help get it out, unfortunately during this process the uterus bursts and there is a boatload of pus that just streams out, it smells so goddamn horrible, there are people gagging around us at this yellow green, sulfuric smelling goo, the scrub nurse can no longer take it and vomits in her mask. The consultant is looking at me like frick you for bringing this to theater. We finish this case and I am so glad. I get home and I keep thinking. I can still smell this awful thing. I have another hour long shower. All night I can still smell this thing. Morning comes. I can't have breakfast cause I can still smell it. I get to the hospital and everyone is wearing masks. Apparently, the smell was so horrible. And the extraction in our theater so outdated that it had somehow pumped the smell into the vents around the hospital. All night, small amounts were leaking out into the atmosphere causing this horrendous smell. Silver lining, lady lived for another three years. This is almost like the swamps of Dagobah story. I'm an RN. When I was in nursing school, I was very excited to receive my first patient assignment. A 90 year old woman admitted from a nursing home with pneumonia. Part of my responsibility was to give the patient a bed bath. Everything was fine until I began to do paracare, and discovered that her vagina was full of maggots. It was more sad than anything else, and I actually have some worse stories, but this one stuck with me since she was my very first patient. Obese woman came in with her hubby and a foul stench. Turned out her yeast infection had spread under every fat roll. It got up to her neck. You have been visited by the Pope Doggo. Comment 4 times and he will bless you with lots of good luck. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Or don't. Either way, have a great day you magnificent people.